Yes, that is the sound of March Madness. It is that time of year again. On today's Triangle Sports Take, me and Cody are in studio. We're going to get Mitchell on the phone here in just a few minutes. Um, It is that time of year again. It's March, most important time of year for basketball. The ACC tournament is officially behind us. We're going to talk about that. Uh, We're recording this on Selection Sunday, so the brackets have just been announced. We're going to talk about that too. Uh, But before we get to all that, we have some breaking news. If you followed us on uh, social media, then you've probably already seen this, but um, our co-host, who is sitting right across from me, I can see with my very own eyes, he has cut his hair for the first time in two years. The flow is gone. Cody, how does it feel to have cut your hair? You know, it's, it's uh, mixed emotions. Of course. It's a weight lifted off of my head. But it's also another weight added to my shoulders of sadness. <laughs> um, it had a good run. Mm-hmm. It's a sad day. It came to a close. You know, most of my family is bald. Um, <laughs> as far as the men, my uncles are both bald. My dad probably should be. He's losing his hair. <laughs> both my grandfathers are bald. So my chances of having hair past about 40, 45 are slim to none. So I was really trying to enjoy it while I've got it. Right, um, right. Seeing it come to a close is sad, but it was time. Mm-hmm. Um, my neck gets colder quicker in the cold weather now. I didn't really think that was going to be a thing. Like I thought that was a joke. And then the first time I went outside and it was chilly out, I was like, well, my back of my neck's a little cold. Don't have that extra layer of protection. <laughs> um my hats don't fit the same. Mm, and yeah. for people that know me, I wear a hat literally every single day. He's wearing one right now. I'm wearing one right now. Um, they all get disgusting because anytime I get a new hat, I wear it to death within like two weeks. They don't leave my head unless I'm in a work meeting. I wear them to church. I wear them pretty much all the time until I go to sleep from the time I wake up. So all my hats fit a little differently. I had to resize them all. That was frustrating. But yeah, hair's gone. New, uh, new Cody, I guess. Yeah, kind kind of back to the old Cody, I guess. In a way, yeah. new. In a way, old. I would right. I would agree. Very very mixed feelings for everybody on this. Um, yeah, we, we couldn't uh, not mention that. Obviously, huge news. And like I mentioned, we're gonna talk a little bit of basketball. But I think first, uh, Cody wanted to give us a little update on the Hurricanes. I, they they've been yeah. playing pretty well lately. I know they had a couple big wins recently. Yeah, Canes have been playing well. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say as far as March Madness because NC State was so bad this year. <laughs> So I really wanted to hit on a few positive notes. Number one with the Canes. Uh, we lost 4-2 today. Super frustrating loss because we outshot Anaheim like 43-22. to um, Anti Ranta didn't, or Anti Ranta, however you pronounce his name, didn't have his best game uh, in the crease, but it's just the way it goes. We just beat Colorado 2-0, which is huge because they're <laughs> Pretty much the top of the league. Um, big win that game, which is funny because Ronta played super well, had like 36 saves in that game to shut them out. But been playing well, a little up and down, a little rocky of late as far as cohesiveness, at least in my eyes. Um, kind of been playing well the last couple of games, though. Like I said, Colorado was a huge win. So we're sitting right at the top of the league. Getting into the trade deadline, 
Not really sure if we're going to make a move. In the past, when we've been like in a good playoff position, we've added like a bigger blue liner. Um, last year it was Hockenpah. Uh, no, no, let me interrupt you. So, okay. so blue liner. So obviously I understand what a blue liner is because I know a lot about hockey. But for our uh, listeners who may not know what that is, why don't you go ahead and just explain that to them? Defenseman. Yeah, okay. defenseman. <laughs> just wanted you guys to know that. So we uh, traditionally have added somebody like that at the deadline. Last year it was Hockenpah. The year before it was Edmondson, or maybe it was two years ago that it was Edmondson. So we've got a reputation for adding like a bigger, more physical guy to play defense right at the deadline. So I'm curious to see if we do the same this year. Um, and then in other news, uh, I'm going to jump into some state alumni. Russell Wilson, big news, traded to the Denver Broncos Go for, Broncos. what, two firsts, a third, a fifth, and then three players? Yeah, it was, it was a lot. by yeah. Noah Fant. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, do you think it makes the Broncos contenders since you're a big Broncos fan? I, I think so just because that's what they were missing was a good quarterback. Uh, I don't know how many good years Russell Wilson has left, but I, I would think he's still going to be good at least these next couple. So yeah. I think so. He's only 33. Yeah, yeah. He's missed three he, he games his whole years. career. So I think uh, the running numbers are really going to start slowing down, but I think he'll be fine. He got a lot of good players in Denver. I heard they're planning on making a run at Vaughn Miller to bring him back. I, I really hope they do. I love that Vaughn got a Super Bowl ring recently, a second one, and uh, he said he wants to come back to the Broncos. So I think we should make it happen. Yeah. And uh, we got another NC State alum at the Broncos. We got Bradley Chubb. He's hoping for a healthy year this year. Um, two years ago, he was in the Pro Bowl. Then this past year, he was hurt most of it. So, hoping for another healthy year out of him. Um, and then one last big bit of news. Carlos Rodon coming off of an all-star year um, near Cy Young gear, minus the shoulder fatigue at the end of the year. He just signed a two-year, $44 million deal with the uh, Giants. I think that's going to work out really well for him. The way the deal is structured is great for him and the Giants. Um, I think his agent is Scott Boris, like most of the MLB, and uh, really worked out well. He's got an opt-out clause after the first year. So if he pitches really well again, shows that he can stay healthy for two years in a row, he can sign more of like a five-year, hundred-some million-dollar deal, get that long-term deal. And then if he sucks, he can always opt in for another $22 million a year and try one more time to show he can stay healthy. So I think the way the deal is structured is really, really good for Rodon. Um, the Giants are a pitcher-friendly park. San Francisco is a warmer area, warmer climate, so he'll be pitching in nicer weather. All in all, I think it's a great deal for him and the Giants. So yeah, that's my big news. Um, outside of basketball right now. so And speaking of baseball, baseball, like you mentioned, they finally worked things out, so we are going to yep. have a yep. opening, opening day pretty soon. Um, and just in case anyone forgot, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series last year, so we That's are right. the defending World Series champs. And being the Braves, they do still have the potential to make Carson and I both mad by not re-signing Freddie Freeman because yep. they're dragging please, their feet. Please re-sign Freddie, okay? I'm over here. Banging the table, begging you to re-sign Freddie. That's right. All right, so we've, we've got Mitchell on the phone now. Mitchell, say hey to everybody. Hey, guys. Great to be back on the pod. 
Yep, so we got Mitchell on the phone, me and Cody still here in studio. Um, so we, as, as we were recording this, actually, we just had some breaking news. So by the time this podcast is out, it won't really be breaking news because it usually takes us a day or so. But uh, Tom Brady has just announced he's coming back. He just tweeted something. He's coming back to the Bucks. Um, I don't know any any initial reaction you guys have to that. Mitchell, why don't you tackle this one first? Because I've got some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, so you know, right off the bat, I'm surprised that he came to such a quick decision to come back. Um, I don't know. Maybe he woke up one day and was like, "Man, I gotta I gotta keep working out. It's the same thing I do every day. Just what ready to retire yet? I don't know, but I feel like." He shouldn't have announced retirement if he didn't know for sure if he was ready to retire. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you don't know if you're ready to retire if you announce retirement and then a month or so later you come back and say, yep, I'm, I'm back in the game. Yeah. I don't think – I think he made the rash decision to retire is, I guess, what I'm saying, what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Mitchell. That's got to be the most, like, fake retirement of all time. Like, to just – it would be one thing if he unretired – like in July or August or something, like during training camps or if the Bucks can't sign another quarterback and make a huge run to bring him back. But like to go ahead and unretire, like his whole retirement just seems fake to me. So, I mean, I guess good that he's back, but kind of bad on him for how it was handled. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't have been shocked if like July or August rolled around and he was like, oh, never mind, but... I definitely didn't expect it to happen this quick. I mean, it's literally the middle of March. It was, what, maybe a month and a half, like six weeks ago that he announced retirement. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe Tom Brady doesn't really like his family a whole lot. Maybe he spent some time with them and was like, man, I don't like these people. I need to get back and play some football. I do have a hot take about it if we've got just a second. Sure. So, my hot take is that, like, you know, the whole retirement thing got, like, announced before he announced it. And I almost think like he's had this big career and he wants to go out on his own terms. And he like the way he retired didn't sit right because it came out before he was ready to say it. So I kind of think that may have something to do with him already coming back is that like it was announced before he even was for sure retiring. And so he wants to play another year so that he can go out on his terms. But that's just. You know, two cents worth. That is a good point. Maybe maybe Adam Schefter leaking that had something to do with it. It's uh, definitely a good chance. Um, But we're going to go ahead and uh, just kind of briefly talk about the ACC tournament that just happened in Brooklyn, and then uh, get to get to the bracket, talk a little March Madness, and then we'll uh, send everyone on their way. But yeah, the ACC tournament just ended. Uh, Virginia Tech, the seven seed, made a surprising run, won the tournament. I believe that's the first ACC tournament they've ever won. Uh, I also saw as the first time uh, a seven seed had ever won the tournament. I don't think a team seeded lower than that had won. So that was that was crazy. It was also crazy because their first game, and I guess it was like the first or second round or whatever, uh, they won that on a buzzer beater in overtime. So they came so close to losing their first game, but then uh, turned around, were able to. Uh, beat Notre Dame in the quarterfinals, Carolina in the semifinals, and then Duke in the championship. So, uh, yeah, congrats to the Hokies. They had quite a run there. Um, we'll uh, So, we'll start it off and kind of each just give maybe a quick little thought on how our teams did in the tournament. We'll, uh, we'll start with Cody and State. I know they played Clemson the first game. I don't know if you have anything you want to say about that. No, season's done. 
whatever. On to baseball season. <laughs> it, it sounds like, I think I heard they were probably going to bring Keats back. Do you know that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I heard that. Um, the big excuse for him is that the NCAA kept like flirting with doing sanctions against us and like doing a postseason ban and then never would do it. But recruits, quote unquote, didn't know what would happen with our program. So they wouldn't come. So they think he had a disadvantage, which disadvantage or not, if you can make UNC Willington a perennial, like actual make a run in the NCAA tournament team, and you can't make us win more than 10 games in a season, you don't deserve to be our coach. Plain and simple. That's just, you've had too many years to not improve the program. Uh, so I'll, I'll give a couple quick thoughts on Carolina in the tournament, and then we'll let Mitchell give a couple quick thoughts about Duke. Uh, so Carolina opened up. They were the three seed in the tournament this year. Uh, beat Virginia in the first game. Uh, they played pretty well. I think it might have had more to do with Virginia. Just couldn't shoot the ball that night. But we uh, made that win look pretty easy. Always feels good to uh, take down Tony Bennett and the Cavaliers. And then uh, the next night in the semifinals, lost to uh, the team that ended up winning the whole thing, Virginia Tech. Uh, that was kind of the opposite where the game just looked ugly. And we, I mean, I think we lost by like 15 or something like that and just did not look like our, our heads were in it. Um, but, I mean – Overall, I'm not like super disappointed with how they did. Not super happy either since they didn't win the thing. But uh, they had one good game, one bad game. I mean, going into the NCAA tournament now, hopefully we can um, kind of build off of how these last few weeks went. Uh, but really, that, that's all I have to say about that. Um, Mitchell, if you want to give any thoughts on Duke. Yeah. Um, the, you know, they, they came in for the tournament as the, the top seed. I'm going into it. They uh, – they didn't impress me very much because they basically struggled every single game. They were able to beat Syracuse and they were able to beat Miami, but they, they struggled and they kind of just finished on top, um, you know, edged them out of the end for both of those games. And then um, Virginia Tech, I mean, obviously they're they're a good team to do what they did. I mean, I think they're the real deal going into the tournament, to be honest. Um, early in the year, I think they started out conference play 2-7, and seven, and they, they – made a very strong finish, um, strung a bunch of wins together at the end of the tournament. They definitely deserved the win, deserved to get into the, the big dance. Um, and especially against Duke, one thing that stood out to me, they had one guy that went 7 out of 7 from the three-point line. Um, not sure if that was Duke's defending or their shooting or a little of both, probably a little of both. Um, but that's very impressive um, and definitely didn't help Duke's chances of winning that game. But I would say that Duke's definitely got to tighten up on defense if they want to make any kind of run into the tournament. Um, but something I kind of noticed and that kind of disappointed throughout this ACC tournament was that sometimes you you got a team and you just you know that they've got it. You know they've got the mentality to win the big games, that they've got the mentality to push when they're facing adversity. And I feel like this Duke team doesn't have that. Um, I thought in the beginning of the year that they did, and it almost just seems like, I don't know, that they lost that mentality towards the end of the year. But I'm not expecting you to do very well in this tournament um, since the you know since the last couple games that they had. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll surprise me. But um, but definitely congrats to the Hokies and looking forward to seeing what they do in the big dance. 
Yeah, that was uh, Hunter Couture who was making all those threes last night. Yeah, I think at one point it was seven for seven. So I don't know who won the ACC tournament MVP, but I think he definitely deserves it just based off of uh, that performance. Um, I did have uh, two quick questions just to kind of get your thoughts on both of you guys on the ACC tournament. One, uh, how do you feel about it being in Brooklyn? I know it's not usually in there, and they've had it there once or twice. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I have, I have some thoughts on it. I obviously wasn't in Brooklyn, so I can't say, and I've been to a couple tournaments in Greensboro, but um, from reports that I've heard, uh, it wasn't the same environment in Brooklyn, and maybe that's because it's just you know so far north of all the ACC teams. Um, you know, the average fan's not going to catch a plane and, you know, go go 12 hours up on a, or catch a plane or drive 12 hours up in New York for the game, as opposed to all the triangle teams. Um, I feel like the, you know, Virginia's and um, maybe some of the other teams are willing to drive five, six hours for the tournament for a weekend. I just feel like the fan atmosphere is a lot different in New York and people that have been at the games that I've seen reports from have said the same thing. I want to see it. Not, I, mean, I think I'm biased towards Greensboro because I'm biased towards Greensboro because I've been there to a couple of tournaments, a lot of fun. But I feel like they got to do something that's that's closer to the center of the ACC, whether it's something in Virginia, uh, North Carolina. Um, I mean, North Carolina just seems like the obvious choice. And I don't know. I think probably Charlotte and Greensboro are the best two options for the tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Well, one other thing I wanted to ask, I know it's been a few years now where they've like kind of moved everything up a day where the semifinals are Friday night, the championship is Saturday versus, you know, it used to be like quarterfinal Friday, semifinal Saturday, championship Sunday. I didn't know if you guys liked how they have they been doing it the last few years or if you wish it went back to the old way. I was kind of hoping actually, um, oh, you mean the old way when it was like uh, it finished on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like it finishing on Saturday just because you kind of know where the teams are at more so going into the tournament. I'm sure the, the bracketology guys like it better because they actually have time to think to where to put the ACC teams. Um, but I actually almost prefer – I know the game, the tournament, the championship game started at like 8.30 um, on Saturday night. I almost prefer it to be like a – more like an afternoon night type game, like maybe like a, a 6 o'clock start or, you know, something. I don't know. That's just me, but – I'm I'm cool with the Saturday game. I think it's good. I'm with Mitch on this. Yeah, I. So the way I I look at it is, I think for the the semifinals and the championship, I do like it better how it's Friday night, Saturday night for the semifinals and championship. But really, all the rounds, the quarterfinals and the rounds before that, I think it's kind of worse off this way because it makes it more like. There's a lot more games during the week and everything. There's, it's not as much of a yeah. weekend tournament as it used to be. So I, yeah. I think there's some positives and negatives to both sides on it. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up the show. Got to talk uh, a little bit of the NCAA tournament. As I mentioned, we're recording this on Selection Sunday, so the brackets have just come out. Um, so we're, we're just going to kind of briefly talk about our thoughts on that. Uh, you know, uh, Duke is the number two seed. Um Let's see what region are they in? I don't. I don't have the actual regions pulled up here, but they're the. Yeah, they're in the west. The west. Okay, I knew Gonzaga was the one seed in their region, but Duke's the two seed. They open up against Cal State Fullerton, Uh, Carolina. What bracket are they in, Cody? They're in the east. Okay, so Carolina's in the east region. The number eight seed. uh, They open up against the number nine seed Marquette. So those are the uh, the two triangle teams that we have in it, but. 
we're just going to give a few thoughts on the bracket. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're each going to, you know, just kind of eyeballing it right now, pick who we think is going to go all the way, and then we're each going to pick one team, maybe like a six seed or worse, that could make a run to the final four that we think. Um, obviously, we haven't filled out our brackets yet, so this could change. This is just kind of a initial reaction. Um, but I'll go first uh, for the national champion pick. Uh, I think Gonzaga is going to be a popular pick like they were last year, but as we saw last year, they made it to the championship and lost. So I just don't really know that I can trust them. So I don't think I'm going to pick Gonzaga. Baylor, obviously, you know, they won it all. They're one seed against. So they're another choice. Uh, I th- I'm kind of looking through it right here. I'm not real sure, but I think I'm going to go right off the bat. I think I'm actually going to go Villanova. Um, actually, no, 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 never mind, never mind. I'm going to go. Give me, give me Auburn. I'm going to go Auburn um, going all the way. They're a two seed. They've been really solid all year. They got a former Tar Heel, Walker Kessler. They got, um, I think his name is Jabari Smith, who's one of the best players in the nation. So Bruce Pearl is the coach. Um, I, just right off the bat, this will probably change. I'm filling my bracket, but I'm going to say Auburn right now. Um, I can kind of kind of say what I'm thinking here. Um, looking over, looking at the bracket, um, yeah, Duke's a two seed in the West. Um, I think that's a tough, a tough region. Honestly, I, I would be surprised if they got past like the Elite Eight. Um, honestly, or actually got into the Elite Eight. Um, I don't think they'll get past the Elite Eight. But as far as two teams that I think could be dark horses, um, or, or one team, uh, and then I've got a a second team that I'm thinking here too. But I think, I think actually Kentucky can do really, really well in the tournament. The reason why is because they have that guy on Sheebway, mm-hmm. the machine. That dude, I think he might have even broke the single season record for rebounds, if I'm not mistaken, um, for the NCAA. But he's a monster down low. And I think that he could take them pretty far in the tournament, as well as they've got some pretty good guards. Um, being a Duke fan, that's not something I like to admit, but they are good. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of eyeing them, thinking they could do, do some damage. Um, another team, though, kind of – Piggybacking off the ACC tournament, I actually do think uh, the Hokies, Virginia Tech, could go very far in this tournament. Well, um, and I know that those two teams are in the same region on the same half of the bracket, um, but I like one of those teams to make it all the way into the Elite Eight at least. Maybe even come out of their bracket in the East and go into the Final Four. Okay, so Kentucky's your national champion pick, and you're saying Virginia Tech's kind of your Cinderella pick. Uh, I would say for for right now, that's the two that I'm leaning towards. It's hard to say, you know, this early on in the process, but yeah, yeah. At, that's what I'm thinking. We'll see. Okay. I'm going to go with, I think, Arizona. I feel pretty good about them. They're pretty tall, long, um, high-flying, run-at-you team. But out of their region, the South, I can see Houston maybe making a run as well. They're not a six or lower, but I could see them maybe making a run to the final four. Um, But that's a pretty tough region. Um, But I think I'm going to go Arizona. Yeah, I think I'm going to sit on that. And then as far as like a, as far as a Cinderella, I don't know if you would consider Houston a Cinderella because they're a five. I guess kind of. They're kind of one. Maybe Iowa State. I don't know. It's hard to say for sure. 
I haven't looked at it closely enough or watched enough this year, but I'd say one of those teams, maybe. Okay. And I, I didn't really give my Cinderella picks. I've been kind of looking here. Uh, I think as far as Cinderella pick, again, this probably changed, but I'm going to go Loyola Chicago. The power of Sister Jean is going to carry them to another mm. Final Four. Uh, they're sitting here at a 10 seed. They open up against Ohio State first round. Um, yeah, I think Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago might be going back to the Final Four. That might be a popular pick this year. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give a couple thoughts on Carolina going in the tournament. Mitchell, if you want to give a couple thoughts on Duke, then we'll kind of go ahead and wrap yeah. it up. Um, uh, as far as it goes with the Tar Heels, I think they, they probably got a pretty favorable um, matchup. I mean, whenever you're an eight seed or a nine seed, like obviously you know you're going to be playing against a, a team that's you know pretty similar to you in skill uh, in terms of skill set. Uh, I, I saw something just a minute ago that apparently Marquette is kind of a smaller team. So I'm hoping Baycott can, you know, do what he's done most of the year, get a bunch of rebounds, you know, maybe put up 25 points, 15 rebounds, something like that, and really uh, feast down low. And uh, another thing is, you know, last year Carolina was an eight seed. They played Wisconsin, who was a nine seed, and we just got blown out of the gym, lost by like 20. So I think the Tar Heels are going to remember that and they're going to, you know, come in here with some pride and say, hey, we're not going out like that in the first round again. And uh, I, I feel pretty confident about us winning uh, against Marquette in the first round. If we do that, we're going to be playing Baylor more than likely in the second round. They're a one seed defending national champion. So uh, I do not think we're going to win that game. Don't really see how we get past the second round. Uh, but that, that's kind of, you know, how far I think we're going to go. Um, Mitchell, do you have any thoughts on Duke and some of their matchups in their bracket? Yeah, um, I, I did want to throw one thing out about UNC, though. I, mm-hmm. I, we were talking a little bit before we started the recording, but I think it's kind of kind of funny, maybe not funny, maybe more interesting, but they UNC has usually wound up as an 8 or a 9 seed the past few years, and I feel like they're always a team where they could they could not make it very far, but they also could you know take out a 1 seed in the second round. And I just think it's kind of funny how they're always sitting there as like a landmine for the number one uh, seed in their region. <laughs> um, but as far as looking at Duke's bracket and Duke's way to the final four, way to the championship, whatever. Um, I mean, during Gonzaga's West bracket, um, Duke did beat Gonzaga early in the year. Um, was a great game. Um, but as far as how Duke's looking right now, uh, I don't see them getting that far. I mean, they just. I mean, they could get far, but they gotta they gotta lock up on defense and they gotta change their mentality. If they do that, they'll get far. If they don't, they won't. Um, but as far as teams in their region that are dangerous, I mean, obviously Gonzaga's probably like a favorite to win. Um, but there's a lot of good team. I mean, Arkansas is good, Alabama's good, Texas Tech, um, and then obviously you got Michigan State up there too. Um, isn't to be overlooked, but I, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of a lot of roadblocks for Duke getting to the even like the elite. I don't know. I don't. I don't see them get past that. Maybe they'll get there. I, honestly, if they got there, I would say that they did pretty well. Um, I know they're the two seed, but just based on how they're playing, I'm just not liking their chances. But we'll see what happens. Um, it's March, so anything can happen, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I do have to ask Mitchell: Are you are you getting a little bit emotional knowing this is uh, you know the last ride for Coach K, last uh, NCAA tournament he'll be in? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, 
I, I was thinking about this, and I guess, I mean, more so after their Bucs performance in the, the ACC tournament. And, I I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, one to, to look at his career and say, I mean, you know, I don't know that Duke will ever have another coach that achieves what he achieves. And um, it is definitely sad to see him go, but I'm excited for the future. And I think with the way that John Shire's already handled the recruiting, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm more so excited about about seeing what John Shire can do than I am sad for seeing Coach K go. Um, just because, you know, I mean, college basketball is changing every year. Um, and I think that John Shire's proved himself with his, his recruiting. And I think that that's probably the most important part of having good college basketball teams getting the players. And I mean, not to say that the coaching is not important because it is. I mean, definitely sad to see him go, but more so excited for the future. So we'll see what happens. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the, either of you guys have anything else you want to add before we kind of wrap this up? I think I'm good. Okay. Go I'm good. One thing, when I was talking about the Canes, I said we lost to Anaheim. That was an incorrect statement. My apologies. It was actually Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sorry. I got them mixed up. So if you, if anyone heard that, don't tweet any mean, angry things at Cody. That's Even right. if you do, he doesn't have Twitter, so he won't see it. So right. actually, I guess if you want to, you can. <laughs> it throw out one other thing though for the listeners. Um, mm-hmm. We'll definitely be doing the the annual Triangle Sports Take Bracket Challenge. Though, be looking out for that group as we get that going and uh, post the uh, the group name. Yep, yep. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was gonna uh, mention that here before we go. So I actually. Uh, went ahead and created the new group this year on ESPN Tournament Challenge. Uh, the name of the group is Triangle Sports Take 2022. Uh, once again, we will put this on Twitter and Instagram so everyone can see it. Uh, follow us. Uh, our handle is at Take Triangle. That is at T-A-K-E-T-R-I-A-N-G-L-E at Take Triangle. So go follow us on Twitter and Instagram if you're not already. Uh, we'll post more information about the bracket challenge there. Uh, it's it's free to sign up and do it. If you win, or excuse me, if, it's going to be like last year where if you get your complete final four right, you win an Amazon gift card. Uh, so might as well enter. Like I said, free to enter. You just need to make a ESPN account, and then you could win uh, an Amazon gift card if you're able to get your final four correct. Uh, but we will put more information out there about that. Uh, me, Cody, and Mitchell are also going to be doing our uh, challenge against each other. Uh, last year, I know I came in last, and I had to do the donut run, the Krispy Kreme challenge. Um, we we were discussing that to see if we want to do the same thing or do something different. Uh, Cody was outvoted two to one. We decided this year we're not going to do the Krispy Kreme challenge. Instead, we are going to. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go to Sunny Skies Ice Cream, and the loser has to eat uh, some of the cold sweat ice cream, which is, uh, I've never had it, but apparently it's really, really bad, kind of hot, spicy and everything. You have to sign a waiver just to eat it, so if that tells you anything. Uh, so that's what the loser of our challenge will be doing this year. I'm sure we'll put it on Instagram Live or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, just be on the lookout for our social media here in the next few days uh, for the bracket information. Hope everyone enjoys the tournament, and hope everyone has a great week. Happy brackets.